If you haven't guessed by now, this is Viva Aliyah. Yes, um, we are very excited for today's episode. Season three, episode three. I've got my new backdrop up. Talk to me about and tell me how you like it. Um, as you know, we've been using kind of different color backdrops, but today we're going virtual, bitches. V is for virtual today. Um, I am very excited to interview this beautiful human being. I was very lucky to interview his counterpart in Boy Last New York, uh, My Little Pony, in season one. And now I get to talk to this gorgeous person. Um, so before we get started, I want to talk to y'all about a couple things coming up. In two weeks, exactly two weeks from today, we are going to have a benefit on Viva Aliyah for me. Uh, we are going to benefit my journey to National Entertainer of the Year. It is a virtual benefit show. The show is going to start at 7.30, so make sure that you uh, tune in a little early that day. I have entertainers from all across the country and around the world. I have the legendary Jimmy James is going to be singing his uh, fashionista. Um, Sorry, Maya, another R&B recording artist. We have Maya Douglas. We have Shay Shay Larisse, who was on the show. Uh, I will be doing a few numbers. Molten Decadence, Tashma Stetson, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. We also have some amazing uh, male performers that are going to be on the show. So please, please, please tune in for that in two weeks. That will take the place of our normal scheduled Viva Aliyah. So that will be episode five of season three. Jeez, we're already into episode five. Um, the other thing that I want to bring to your attention, I know I put another graphic in there um, and it's lapsing my mind right now. <laughs> so we'll get to that here in a second. All right, I'm gonna bring our guest on to the screen because I cannot wait. Uh, this beautiful soul is a lot of fun. We had a cute little chat backstage and I want y'all to put your hands together, clack your keys, for the gorgeous, gorgeous Twinkie Boots. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Entrance. I was like, a reveal. It's part of yes, my life. Yes, I love a good reveal. How are you, babe? Great. How are you? I am living life, drinking it up. I, I was just telling you backstage that I um, am getting my body in pageant mode and trying to get back to a non-COVID weight. And so Saturdays are my only days to drink. So uh, I'm having a little French martini. And you also have a drink in hand. What are we drinking today? I am drinking raspberry lime seltzer. So you're drinking responsibly and I am getting trash. <laughs> well, cheers like to, to you. Own, right? Yes, yeah. cheers. cheers to you. I'm so excited to have you on the show. So excited to talk to you after I sip um, a little bit more about Boylesque and what it what it entails and Boylesque NYC and you as an entertainer. So I want to ask uh, to you, I, I think I asked the same question of Milo, to you what makes a Boylesque entertainer and how do you get into it? That's the first question. So how did you get Milo into it? and I have a very similar entrance into the boylesque scene, we both got our start dancing in Broadway Bears. Mm -hmm. um, so we were both part of the ensemble of dancers that were performing at the show every year at uh, Roseland and then Hammerstein Ballroom. Uh, Milo's done it for almost 10 years. I've done it for six years. And when we kind of crossed paths over the course of that, uh, he had kind of toyed around and mentioned that he was thinking about doing some solo burlesque. And I was like, well, that sounds fun. I haven't even thought about doing it any other times besides the once a year when we do Broadway Bears. And he was like, well, I have a show coming up pretty soon. Why don't you come? And I was like, sure, yeah, give me the info. And you know how you like, you tell your friend and they're gonna, that, that you're gonna go to their show and blah, blah, blah. And like that person's like, you're never coming, whatever. I'm pretty sure Milo thought I was never gonna come, but nope, brought a friend. We went, the first number happened and my friend turned to me and was like, why aren't you doing this? And I was like, you know, well, I, 
I don't know, why don't I do this? And so that night he was dancing with a group that has since disbanded, but I reached out to the owners of that group and said, how do I get involved? Or is there an audition process? Um, when are you having auditions? If there is, I would love to be involved. I've this. I've been dancing for so many years at this point. And um, I just would love to dip my toe in the water if this is something that you would be interested in having me in, in. And they got in touch with me, had me meet them at therapy the next day. I walked in, they said, you're hired. And I was like, you don't even know what I do, but okay, great. And <laughs> I created a show, a name and started performing with them the following month. So I jumped straight in and just said, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna just cannonball in and roll with it. And I did. And that was five, four years, five years ago. Five oh, years ago. So some years. Yeah. Oh, come on, action shot. Ooh, that is actually a still from, I did a fundraiser for Broadway Bears that I pulled some of the other performers from Broadway Bears and did a solo strips show that we put on at the triad. And that is from actually the very first number that I ever choreographed is that number. But this was a couple years after that when I did this benefit show. Lovely. Ooh, another action shot. Look at that extension, honey. Yes, yes. That's from one of my, like, probably my favorite number that I've ever choreographed. That is my matrix number, um, like Neo matrix. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, I've. That's a number that I've actually performed all around the world, because okay. I've I've done that number in Vienna, in Toronto, in I was supposed to do it in Portugal, but COVID happened and I didn't get to travel. But done in Boston, Philadelphia, like all over the U.S. and other countries. It's crazy, but what I love would you it. say is kind of like what's the difference? I'm sure people are wondering, and it, we've had. Um, we have 22 episodes in each season, and so I'm not mm -hmm. sure people remember, or and I don't even remember if I asked Milo this, but to you, what is the difference between go-go dancing and boylesque dancing? So I've done both. Um, I was a go-go dancer for years. I used to actually be the go-go dance manager for Thursday nights at XL nightclub. Okay. That's, that's how long ago I was doing that. Oh my but um, I started go-go dancing just because I was like I started go-go dancing when I was living in Orlando before I started like before I moved up here and I did it because I was tired of feeling like a child all day because I worked for a well-known mouse and I <laughs> was just like I didn't want to pretend that I was a child all day anymore so I decided I would go-go dance at night and then be a child all day. And when I moved to the city before I had a job, I happened to be at a party that Justin Luke was producing. And I walked in and he was like, do you have a job? Are you dancing anywhere right now? And I was like, I don't know you. And I don't know what this means. Cause I was like, are you a casting person? Like, did I audition for you earlier this week? I don't know what, how you know me or how you know that I dance. He meant go-go dance. And I said, no, I'm not dancing anywhere right now. And he said, great, can you work Thursday? And I said, that's in two days. Yes, I can. I sure will. And I will. And <laughs> so I started dancing for him. And I feel like, to get back to your actual question, go-go dance and burlesque, go-go dance is more like feeling the music and freestyling and kind of living for the party. Whereas burlesque is more about teasing and showing the art of taking clothing off rather than just most go-go dancers I know. And even when I did it started in very little and most burlesque costumes can range from full ball gowns to 
bedazzled tuxedos that strip down to thongs. Like it can be no, a sure. lot. Yeah. And that's part of the appeal for it, of it for me is like getting to do those big over the top costumes and coming down to like the sexiest parts. Work. Um, I love that. I love that description and how you kind of like worked, you almost worked the costume off in your speech. It was kind of- <laughs> Right, 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 right. A little fever over here. <laughs> so glad you asked this oh. question. I wanted to know myself. So Sheena, my, that's actually my cousin asking in uh, or messaging in. So yeah, uh, people really want to know the difference. What's, um, so you started as a go-go dancer. You went into Boylaska. Did you and Milo meet since you're co-founders of Boylaska New York? What, is that where you met each other? Well, we met doing Broadway Bears. Ironically, we met at a Christmas party of like a few months after Bears. Like we had seen each other in different numbers and knew of each other, but had never officially met. And we met at a Christmas cookie exchange party. Work. If you have never been, they are amazing, especially if you love Christmas cookies, because all you do, this is such a tangent that we're going on, but whatever. Um, I'm you, Let's do this. Oh, great. Awesome. So you would love this party. So you make like three dozen to five dozen cookies of one type to take to a party and you bring your Tupperware and then you fill your Tupperware with cookies that other people make. So oh. you get like a whole variety of Christmas cookies to bring home. So Work. you make cookies other people make cookies, you bring home cookies, and it's wonderful. And that's Dominic how Eric, that's how Milo and I actually met. <laughs> Dominic and I are in the background taking notes right now, uh, so we can mm. really talk to I like this. I like this. I'm sure you could do it with like it's like a, any kind of potluck situation. Like you can just turn any party into a potluck. <laughs> and we can, we're coming back into a, a time when we will be able to have cookie parties again. Right, exactly. And uh, gotta have all that lined up and ready. Um, you've been doing a lot of virtual parties, uh, or parties. Yes. You've been doing a lot of virtual shows. Um, I'm, I'm just going to kind of go into that really quick. And you, you and Milo host Hard Drive. Mm -hmm. And you have, you've been working with some um, very well-known queens. Um, as your host, mm -hmm. but uh, what got you uh, outside of COVID? What what kind of like? How did you come up with the name Hard Drive? What is your has your performance style changed? How hard is it to perform to like a camera? I know this is like something I had to learn. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a great question actually. So, Hard Drive came about. All of our shows that we've ever had, we kind of title as like little nods or little naughty nods like our main show that we have our company is called members only boylesque and yeah. so our our main show that we actually won an, a broadway world award for is called only members because twofold <laughs> twofold so it was a play on like only fans because that was becoming such a huge thing at the time when we were introducing our show and member is another innuendo for a male genital. So we were like, our show is male presenting or most of our show is men that are performing in it. So why not play into that? And it's only members. So that's our live show. We did an, a little pop-up show that we titled Private at one point, cause that's another like nod to genitals. And then we did an Instagram live show that we called Round the Globe because it was globes are butts and oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and globe because we were doing a show literally around the globe. I had a friend from New Zealand in the show, a friend from Italy and two friends from California. And we bounced to all of those different places while our host was doing it all on Instagram live, going above and beyond really to do that. And then hard drive, we wanted something because it was all based on the computer. We wanted something that was kind of a nod towards like hard, 
tumescent, whatever, however you want to say it. And <laughs> hard drive is where you store all of your, lack of better word, porn. So <laughs> we were like, hard drive, got it, done. You can you can say whatever you want to on the show, by the way. Penis, great, uh, dick, ass, uh, all of those things. I'm not having. Uh, well, go ahead and get them up. I was like, I wasn't sure. I was. <laughs> I'm like, uh, we're, we didn't discuss that beforehand. So. I'm mixing the background, going, okay, Leah, you can stop now. I'm sure. <laughs> People's grandparents watch this show. Um, right, my parents might be watching the show. I don't know. Hi, hi, Twinkie Boots parents. <laughs> if you uh, are, say something in the comments. <laughs> yeah, if you are, please send a comment in. We would love to chat with you. Um, would you say that there's a certain stigma around boylesque in the community um, that is kind of something you would like to disband right now? There's a lot of, there's a lot of mixed like things that are around uh, boylesque, especially there, it's a, how do I want to phrase this? So burlesque is a traditionally female art form. And so when male performers started coming into it, it kind of automatically just assumed that either the performer was gay or that they wanted to be a very feminine performer. That mm -hmm. was, and so it's almost teetering on drag when it gets to that because a lot of drag performers are female presenting or female impersonating. So the main stigma behind Boylesque is that all the performers behind it want to be more feminine or perform more feminine. And part of what I love about the performers that I've met from around the world and that have done our show is that there is this very diverse spectrum of masculinity as far as performance goes. Like I can do a number like you've seen with my matrix number where I'm in combat boots and flipping around doing martial arts and then go from that to a number where I'm in thigh high heeled boots and like just playing around with all of these different avenues within exactly those yes! boots specifically oh, um, that I can play around with all of those different elements within the spectrum of sexuality and masculinity and femininity, like blending all of that together. And that's what makes Twinkie Boots specifically. Um, some other performers that I work with and have used in our show are specifically masculine performing. Like they do all like bro-y type stuff. Like if for lack of better terms, like they're very like jock centric in their, their numbers. And I love that we can have all of these different types and that it's all still under the same umbrella of boylesque, burlesque, all of that. So it's, it's uh, there's a flavor for everybody. Yes, speaking of flavors for everybody. You know I'm what's like, funny? I have met and hung out with the guy in orange. I do not remember his name. Oh, Abel, love yes, him. Yes, Abel, yes, I've hung out with him. And obviously yes. I interviewed Milo and now I've interviewed you. So I just need to meet yes. last three. <laughs> yeah, so you just need to meet Jackie, Jason and Spooky. <laughs> Ooh, come on, Jackie, Jason, and Spooky. That's amazing. Um, yeah, no, I love that you have, uh, first of all, gender is a social construct. And exactly. that's been a million and a half times around the world. But we're saying it on here today, that right. it's a social construct. There is no such thing as like one, gen one or two genders. So um, I love that you are uh, paying homage to, to everything you feel inside and, and being able to express that outwardly. And, and also uh, gay men are not just attracted to, or uh, non-gay men are not just attracted to one sort of individual. There's, there's a plethora. I love a good, uh, I always call them blouses because a little, you know, a little 
ladylike, but um, loves to- I'm wearing a blouse right now. Yeah, <laughs> blouse right now. I'm, uh, my, it looks like a blouse, but it's a dress. Um, uh, I, I love that blouse also because uh, the fringe. Uh, you took yes. fringe to me and I am in love, so. <laughs> it moves. shows? <laughs> what? Have you worn this ensemble in your shows? I have not worn it in any shows. I actually wore this, the last time I wore this was when I won my second Glam Award for oh. Burlesque. I just, I needed something to wear and I was, yes, that is the perfect picture to show it because that's the last time I wore it. Oh my God. Um, and- Wonderful. Thank you. I needed something to wear because I was like, what if I win? I didn't think that I would win a second time. And I had com totally convinced myself that it was going to either Milo or one of the other members from our show that does our show a lot, Jack Barrow, um, because we were all three working a lot more that year than we had the previous year. So our names were a little bit more established and we had more connections within nightlife. So I kind of assumed that it was going to go to one of the other two rather than me again. And I was like, I have nothing planned. I need to figure out what I'm wearing because this is it just in case that I win. And I was walking by, there's a store down in, I guess it's technically uh, Soho, I guess, maybe, but it's called the absence of color. And I thought it was hysterical because everything was white or black and white. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to walk in here and see if there's anything that I like. And this was literally right inside the door. And I said, I will need to try this on, please. Thank you. And and the, the woman was working was like, yes, I love that. Let's put it on you. If you need help zipping it up, let me know. And I was like, okay, great. I put um, it on and I go, this is definitely what I'm wearing. <laughs> I love it. Um, and you, um, you, so you said you have like uh, multiple different characters that you play within your mm -hmm. your uh, routines. Is there one, would you say you're in one style of performance outside of just boylesque or burlesque entertainment? Would you say that there's like one that you gravitate towards more often? Well, my background, so I've been dancing now professionally for 16 years. Oh, wow. And I started in kind of a musical theater realm. Like I, I started in the whole ballet training. And because I started so late, I realized there was no chance I was ever going to be like the principal male ballet dancer because I was so far behind in tra training. But I noticed that I had a real connection and affinity for jazz dance and musical theater. So I said, well, let's go down this avenue and see where it takes me. And it led me to, I danced on cruise ships on and off for five years. I backup danced for different RuPaul's Drag Race queens. I worked, as I said, for a, a very well-known mouse down in Florida, otherwise known as Disney. And I have just, it's taken me different avenues that I never would have expected because prior to starting my dance training, I was really focused and thought I was going to be a math teacher. Not kidding. Okay. I thought I was going to go to school to be a college math professor. And basically, I don't know, I guess I really loved, really loved Goodwill Hunting and thought I was going to be... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be the next Matt Damon, but math genius, not actor. I love that. <laughs> so not only, not only body, but brains as well. Sometimes, sometimes I don't use that, that part of my brain as much anymore, except I use it in the most random times. Like I do figure model every once in a while. And so like when you have to stand still for a very long time, I will stand and do long division in my head without a calculator. Cause I'm like, you know, let's just keep, keep that, that brain muscle working. I love that. That's so cute. Um, if I were standing there being a figure model, first of all, people would be like, 
why is this bitch standing in front of us? But then I would think about prepping a pageant, probably. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> my entire, like, or, or what's going to be next on this show is are, like, the two thoughts that go through my head the most often. So yeah, uh, definitely not long division or algebra or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> so more for you, less for me. Yeah. Okay, great. More, great. more math for you. Yeah. Great. That, that's that's why I don't think about it. I'm not trying to take it away from you. <laughs> Great, thank you. Um, before we take our quick break, um, I want to ask you, where can people find, uh, obviously we have your social media handles up here, but where can people see Members Only Boy Lask? Is there an email address or a website we can put up for you? Um, and it may, it may pop up after the break, but I do want you to say it out loud. Yes, of course. So our Instagram handle is all one word, members only boylesque. Okay. Um, our email is pretty much the same. It's just members only boylesque at gmail.com. And we do our show on Crowdcast. So that one might be a little bit longer to, to you know, put out. But ours is crowdcast.io backslash e backslash members slash only slash boylesque and then it will pop up all of our different shows that we've produced throughout all of the pandemic so that one is basically in code is what you're saying yes yeah but you can find it all on our link tree on our instagram so wonderful um we're gonna take a very quick break and then we will be right back with tweaky boots and we're gonna talk a little bit more about boylesking see you back in a minute Viva Aliyah is proudly sponsored by Big Girl Nails by Coco. For all of your nail needs, check out at Big Girl Nails by Coco on Instagram. Viva Aliyah is proudly sponsored by Fierce Drag Jewels. For all of your sparkly needs, check out FierceDragJewels.com. Fierce Drag Jewels is also the crown and jewelry sponsor for the Viva Entertainer Pageant 2021. All right, Vivas, we are back. Yes. So um, as you heard, we have two sponsors for Viva Aliyah. Of course, Big Girl Nails by Coco and Fierce Drag Jewels. Fierce Drag Jewels will always keep me shining. Check them out. Um, And darling, you, my dear, I am... Very, very, very interested in this question. Um, it came up in the last interview, and I want to make sure um, we actually dig into it this time. What do you do okay. with wandering hands? When you are wandering hands, boylesking, and you have somebody who is really trying to grab hold of the goods. So I have completely different perspectives on this because I, I was, of course, a go-go dancer for years. And then when I started doing burlesque, When I do burlesque, I'm always on a stage. I'm very rarely that close to audience members. Um, There are are a few shows that I've done where we are able to like go out into the audience. But even then, the audience members at a burlesque show are a completely different type of crowd. They, I don't wanna say that they're more respectful than a normal, show that you would go to like a like if you were going to a drag show or if you were going to a gay bar where there would be go-go dancers i'm not saying that they're more respectful they're just a little bit more i guess reserved if you can think that because they right they're a little more respectful (laughs) um they they tend to keep their hands to themselves also most burlesque shows are earlier in the night so they're not quite as uh into the yes they're not as saucy because they haven't had as many as many cocktails to loosen them up to get handsy. So I've never come across the problem um, in any show that I've done over the four, five years that I've been doing burlesque solo. Um, When I was go-go dancing, that is a completely different realm because of course, when they're tipping, they're getting all up in your business as it is. But I'm still, even then, I never really had anybody that went anywhere that I wasn't allowing them to go. I'll say it that way. Got it. Have you ever um, performed 
fully out of your clothing, like say uh, they do at Secrets in DC? I, yes, but not always intentional. Oh. <laughs> so I did a fundraiser show for a nude party that was a Broadway Bears fundraiser that they wanted two performers from the show to come and perform and they would tip as a donation to Broadway Cares. And I said, I will absolutely do that because I already am a burlesque dancer. So one more item of clothing coming off, not a problem. I don't care. So I did a number and when I finished, I stripped off the last item because some of my final items are rigged to come off last anyway, because my shtick is that I always end in footwear. So either I end up either in socks or shoes still. So usually I'm still in boots. Exactly. Very close to that. All Except right. that is actually rigged to come off. Ah. <laughs> so normally with that number, I end with a hand or sock covering my junk and those boots. More like that. Okay. <laughs> That's a cute photo. Thank you. That's my Christmas number. <laughs> it went on all of your Christmas cards too, I'm sure. It did not. <laughs> my Christmas card is actually more, I don't think I sent that photo. My Christmas card is more, I have this um, Santa hat with a really, really long, like almost like a Ariana Grande ponytail length, uh, link like to the ball and then a green Christmas sweater and that was all like just that in the this Ooh. hat and i i love that photo i can't i'm kind of shocked i didn't send it but i was like oh it's not a christmas show so maybe not if it's out there dominic will find it no doubt during our conversation right he's like oh now i'm on a prompt mission okay great <laughs> so if it so pops up i'm going to be very impressed it was intentional that you were yes in the so I've I've had some costume malfunction. He found it. There it is. There it is. Um, Ooh, I so like I I was doing another benefit show for Broadway Cares. I've I do a lot of those. So I was doing a show and I was doing my I have a twerking in the rain number where I'm in a cropped uh, rain jacket and then I have on like silver shorts and there's a silver thong underneath it. Well, it normally, the progression of that coming off would, the the jacket becomes a, a crop top, the shorts come off next. And at the very end, as I open an umbrella, the thong comes off. Well, I was performing and I guess my butt had grown since I had worn that costume last and I'm in the middle of twerking because it's in the song. Um, and I feel something pop. And I was like, what is happening? And all of a sudden I could feel the thong coming off from underneath the shorts. So the thong pops off and I'm like, okay, where? Okay, great. Awesome. So now I'm just in these shorts with nothing on underneath them. And the next thing that's supposed to happen in the choreography is the shorts coming off. Uh, okay. So I did, and I had like, maybe like 30 seconds left of the song. So I'm literally just doing the rest of the song, holding myself because I'm like, this is a benefit show where there's people who I've worked with in various capacities that know me. That is the number. That is the early stages in the costume when it didn't pop. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but that's that number. Um, and the audience was like, it was fun. You kept your back to us for most of the time, but we're not complaining. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I bet it's a good view. I mean, it's, there it's we that. Go. It's that. 
It's that minus minus the straps. Minus the straps. That's what they that's what they were seeing the whole time. So you've had some costume malfunctions and you've kind of walked us through how you how you deal with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, when when costume malfunctions happen and you don't realize it, have you ever had that happen where you uh, where you've ended up not being able to cover yourself? And how do you deal with that in like the venues that you perform in? So I've done a lot of um, international burlesque festivals. And for those, no matter male or female performer, it's required that you wear pasties. Um, I am the performer who is always known for what they call popping a pasty, where I will be in the middle of a number and all of a sudden I go to take something off and one of my pasties goes with it. And I'm like, Meh. So at the our show that we used to do live, members only, um, would do our only member show one of the waiters at the Lori Beachman used to have like a running bet with the other waiters of whether my pasties would stay on for any performance that I did there. And then after I started doing, or after we were doing that show, I started doing Le Scandal Cabaret, which is also at the same venue. And so he would get all of the extra times to try to bet against his coworkers about whether or not my pasties would stay on. And so if they did, he'd be like, I lost the bet tonight. Hmm. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm like, well, aren't you more excited that I finally got it to stay on for my number? I was like, I'm more excited. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, I got I just got to figure out the way that it stays on for me. Cause like some people will use things like carpet tape. I'm not putting carpet tape on my body. I'm not going to do that. That's that. That's no. not for me. Not for me. But for them, if that's what you want, go for it. Use wall mounting tape. Right. And I'm like, um, I ain't trying to to rip all of my skin off. Right. Or a nipple. I'm not trying to just take that off my body. Um, so that's not for me. But for you that do, great. Not more if it works for you, awesome. For me, not not how I do it. And Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It depends on how sweaty I am before I put it on. Well, I, I think that goes for all of us when we're putting it on. <laughs> so, yes. um, Very true. So you and Milo founded Members Only Boy Less together, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes. What is the dynamic be. of your uh, entire group that you work with regularly? So we have a rotating cast of individuals that has only grown actually during the pandemic because we've been able to, since we've taken it virtual, we've been able to bring in performers that are friends of ours from the West Coast, from on like we've had our friends from Australia, we've had friends of ours from Europe that we're able to pull in from everywhere just because we've taken it virtual, which being a virtual show has definitely had its its struggles um, and working out all of the kinks, as I'm sure you know, but now you're in season three and you're like, hey. Um, I've taken on a lot of the responsibility of editing our show and Milo takes on the responsibility of streaming our show. So we split all of the the responsibilities but it can be it can be a lot for an hour an hour 15 minute show that you're putting in the effort for like sometimes like the very first one that we did that i edited it probably took me at least <sighs> i would say 8 hours to edit that show down to wow. what it was and I was testing out different editing material. I was trying different software and I just was not in finding the right method that I liked. And by our third show, I finally had the groove and knew what I was doing and was able to like get that time down to about an hour to edit the show and then 
the processing time. So it was, it's been a, a learning curve, like I mentioned, and it's just continuing to be that, but we've gotten to the point where now it's like a methodic science almost. And we love that. We love it. Yeah. COVID has been a huge learning experience for all of us and, and jumping into trying to figure out um, like who does what and how it's going to happen. And I mean, lights and, and video recording equipment and all of that, I, I can't imagine with multiple people. But you, you did mention that you have people from uh, coast to coast now and around the world. Do we hear a world show in person of hard drive coming up in the future, maybe? It would be amazing, but part of the part of the the deal with like doing live shows is that you have to be able to have your whole cast there. So if our friends, like we've had our friend, like some of our friends that are international in our show at the Beachman when they've been in town, if it's coincided with when our show is and they happen to be here, we free up a spot and make them be in our show. Uh, or we just make our show longer and we're saying, hey, we're putting you in the show. And so like some of our friends, like our friend Tom, uh, Tom Harlow from Scotland was in the show. And my friend Trigger Happy that was on America's Got Talent was in the show. And he's, he's, in Melbourne, Australia is where he's based. So it's like, it's just all over the place. But yeah, I mean, we would love to have our friends that are from all over the country in our show anytime that they're here and able to do our show in person when we can have those again. So there's only world absolutely. Do it. I would love it. We also would love to do a world tour. So that's, well, that's something in the works for down the road. We're just getting it worked. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we would love to see it. Um, I I have tuned in a couple times and your shows are wonderful. So if, if y'all have not tuned in to Hard Drive, please do so. Um, speaking yeah. of Hard Drive, once all of this, is, all of this uh, social distancing, being inside, once people are vaccinated, please get vaccinated, everybody. Um, once all of that happens and you're, we're able to go back in person, will the digital shows continue? We want to continue doing some aspect of a digital show, whether that be us streaming our live shows so that our friends and family who aren't able to get to the New York show um, can still see the New York show in some capacity. Uh, so we've discussed once the venues reopen and if the if the wi-fi is strong enough in the building we can stream the show globally so that people can see what our show is live in person um and be able to continue that that way but we haven't fully developed whether or not if we're going to continue hard drive once everything goes back to the full in-person show because it is a lot to undertake and part of the reason why we have the availability to do it now is um i don't work a regular nine to five job so i have the time on my hands right now to be able to do it and to be able to edit the show whereas once venues reopen i basically go back to being a full-time performer on days gigging from place to place. So I wouldn't have as much time to put it together, but if the demand is there for it and people want it still, we will continue to do it. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a struggle to figure out. We, we want to continue our show and make sure that we are Viva Leah stays alive. Um, we would we never have had an in-person show, and that's kind of been my and Dominic's dream um, mm -hmm. to make sure that we're in front of people. But um, this year, we're finding out because I'm going to be traveling sometimes, and I'm going to have to broadcast from other places in the U.S. or or out of the country. And Dominic travels, so we're just you know we're figuring it out as we go. So I. I can't wait to see what y'all do and how it's going to work and, 
and what's going to happen um, after we are back in person. Um, speaking of what's coming up, uh, what is coming up for you as an artist first? Let's talk about Twinkie Boots as a solo act. Yes. So, um, <laughs> ironically, you can catch me tonight on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> okay. So I part of my real life entertainment job, time daytime job is I do uh, work in film and TV, and occasionally they'll call me and ask me to do like background or whatever for Saturday Night Live for their digital shorts and their pre tapes. Occasionally the live show, but usually the pre tapes. And they called me this week and asked me to do one for this evening's show. So as long as it doesn't hit the cutting room floor, you may see Twinkie Boots alongside an Oscar-nominated actor. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but our sh uh, other things that are coming up, so I've been doing some in-person shows with my good friend Tallulah Talens at Club Coming. Um, she started doing a show called Pandemic Burlesque, and they do reserved seating, socially distanced, where it's capped at about 16 people are allowed to sit inside, but then they do outdoor seating where they stream the show drive-in style. And then also you can see it live via Zoom during the show if you are not able to get one of the very fast-selling tickets. Um, so I'm, the next one of those that I'm doing is on April 15th. What else? I feel like there's more. Oh, I'm doing Elation with my good friends, uh, Michael Block and Hariola Grande host that. And we're doing that coming up next weekend, I believe. Okay. It's like, I'm trying to think when I, when I, my video footage is due on the, seventh <laughs> and then the show itself is i think saturday i think next saturday nice we'll look it up dominic's we'll probably googling it right now <laughs> yeah we will be checking that out and then what's coming up for members only boy less so members only boy less we just had our quote-unquote boys night show where um when we've taken it online our hard drive show we've kind of said we were, we're gonna just blend what our show is. Our in-person show is male presenting, but we don't have to do that for our show. We're just producing the show for Hard Drive. So we've had some of our female friends and some of our drag king friends and some of our non-binary friends that are all over the world and within New York. And so Boys Night, we decided was gonna be our male presenting version of the show. And our next show, which will be in May on May 13th, is our ladies night show, where we're bringing in all of our female friends or our, as Milo put it, our she, her, they, them, inside and outside the binary ladies night. Where? So we're doing that in May. I love that. And everybody can find all of the information. Uh, Dominic just had it up, but at Members Only Boy Lask. And that is your Instagram, correct? That is our Instagram. Wonderful. Um, and if they want to reach you, your Twitter and your Instagram are right below you. So that yes. is Twinkie Boots and at Twinkie Boots. That was super easy. You to have the same thing. <laughs> I tried. As soon as I came up with my name, I went out and I looked and like the first thing was to make sure that there wasn't another burlesque performer with my name, but also that it was available as the same Twitter and Instagram handle. I love that. Um, mine is too long for Twitter. So uh, Aaliyah Martinez Queen is too long for Twitter. So I have to be A Martinez Queen. So I hear that. Um, yeah. I wish they were all the same. But I've had a wonderful time chatting with you, Mike. You yes. are a beautiful soul. I can't wait to see you more on Hard Drive and definitely in person coming up. Um, yeah. We did not get to play What's Between Twinkie Boots Legs. You saw his knee come up once. Um, oh, it's so true. I was going to sit like this at one point and be like, what <laughs> am I wearing? <laughs> what is between your legs? So I have a mouse. 
my nod to My Little Pony. I have my My Little Pony Rainbow Dash. <laughs> A remote for my TV across the room. Okay. My AirPods case. <laughs> my phone. <laughs> that's all. Wonderful. That's um, all I got down there right now. It's a slow day, what can we say? It's a slow day, yes. <laughs> um, for any of our listeners out there who are listening in podcast land, you can check out all of our episodes at www.aliamartinezqueen.com or find out more about our episodes, I should say. This has been a wonderful interview with you, my dear. I will see you backstage in just a second, but give it up for Twinkie Boots on Viva Leah. Bye. Bye, sweetheart. We'll see you in a second. All right, Vivas, we have an amazing April plan for you. Um, you will find out who's on the show coming up next here in a second. However, I want to talk to you about the benefit in two weeks. Uh, this is going to be a show of shows of shows. And if you would like to tune in, please do so. Our show starts at 7.30 p.m. instead of 8. This is the virtual benefit flyer. It will be up on our website. It will be up on my um, social media platforms. It will not be on Facebook, however. Facebook does not like us playing music. So we will be on Twitter, we will be on Twitch, and we will be on YouTube. That's the third one. Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, you can find us. Um, and until next week, I love you all. We will see you then. Viva Aliyah. Coming up next week on Viva Aliyah. Next week, we'll be learning about all the things that makes him love his husband. TikTok superstar Trey Serna is going to be on the show.